British Strongman Podcast. Welcome. So we're going to do a short one this evening, Shane and I, and we are um, briefly going to start talking about um, goal setting and mindset <clears throat> at the minute when uh, things are a bit up in the air. There's there's like there's like some branches of people that are thinking that oh. Uh, comps are going to get cancelled um, what what we're doing I'm training for this comp um, that it might get cancelled because of COVID there's other people who think that we're not even aware really that the fact that we might go into this kind of second wave and whatnot. Um, but basically I, I, I just want to I just want to talk it's something that I've been thinking about recently um, and think like this week and the last couple of weeks I'm thinking about repercussions for my training my mindset my business and stuff um that i'm actually it, it's on my mind quite a lot so um i think I, well i quite like to speak about it and um i suppose get get um i suppose encourage the, li- the listeners who are maybe at maybe entered comps or training towards big targets and stuff what we can do with our our mindset to potentially deal with what's gonna what could could come. What do you what do you think, Shane? Have you are you aware of anything? Are you are you? Yeah, well, obviously nothing nothing's nothing will probably affect me personally because I didn't have my sights on doing any competing until next year anyway, and I was just wanting to train. Uh, frequently that was my goal for this year the strongman and everything so personally it doesn't affect me but I've had um, I was actually chatting to one of my clients yesterday who was supposed to do England's most powerful man um, I don't think it's this week I think it's next weekend uh, the open class yeah next week October 4th I think it is and he's um, basically yeah director of a pretty big company so he's got a lead by example and it's a gathering of more than six so even though we've trained for um eight weeks ish for the comp he's gonna skip the comp but the first thing he said to me which um would be what, what i would have advised anyway is i don't he said i don't basically he's a 105 guy usually and he stepped up and or he just wanted one rep on every event because it would have all been PBs, 280 dead for reps, um, 145 axle for reps, stuff like that. It's quite heavy. So um, he was like, I don't care too much about the moving events, so to speak, but the axle and the deadlifts, uh, he wants to take them in the gym. So he's basically, we're going to still do the deload, still do the little prep and try and you know hit, hit these goals that he's had in mind in, in the gym. And that would be my advice to him if he, if he hadn't suggested it anyway, which would have been to almost go ahead as best you can and tick off your personal goals. Like I said, there's some events there that there's some events there that are um, he, he wouldn't be able to replicate in the gym, like there's Conan's Walk and stuff. So we're going to kind of forget about them and just push to the things that you can train. Yeah. So so what what has the has the comp been cancelled or? No, it's just that. He, he basically, he, 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 him running his company, he can't be seen to be going to a gathering of more than six. You've oh, got, right, okay. got to lead by example, basically. Um, oh, right, okay. So, and, and it's a gathering of more than six, isn't it? Well, 
you know, he's also a powerful man. So it's te- I think it's a bit, you know, like you're allowed to go to the gym, aren't you? But a, um, a sporting event is limited to, you know, the same rules, I believe. That's what I've been told anyway, which is no more than six people in a group. Yeah. Is that what you, is that, is that right? I'm not sure, to be honest. It's, and I think it's, it, it's ever changing, isn't it? So, um, I'm not sure. I think it's, it's, it's ambiguous, really. Um, yeah, because you can go train in the gym, but if you had, yeah. if you ran a comp in the gym, that's classed as a sporting event. Right. So it limits. This is what I've been told, anyway. So I don't, like I say, I don't, it does it makes no sense to me, anyway. But, you know, um, yeah. my advice to people would be if you, if you feel like you shouldn't be going or whatever, you know, it's, it's at the end of the day. <clears throat> I don't want to say it's personal choice because I know it's fucking. They're obviously writing rules, but they're not very clear, are they? So if you, if 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 I was unsure of the rules, I would just make a decision as to what I want to to do. And if it's play it safe and not go, I would try to still stay focused on what I wanted to do on the day and you know hit hit whatever goals I had. You know, because at the end of the day, if you've trained for it, you may as well capitalize on what you've been been putting work in. Yeah. So I can see that there's lo- there's loads of people out there who, are, who, are, who have got back into the rhythm with training and uh, with gyms back open. Everybody's doing like quite a lot of people are doing well and improving, and they're in their new routine since being in the initial lockdown. So, <clears throat> like, I don't, I don't mean to like I don't want to be like a what's the word? Like, I, I don't want to seem negative. I'm actually trying to be positive here and be proactive, and I think that everybody should should be looking at preparing for worst case scenario and be thinking that um, <clears throat> speculating almost like in the initial lockdown, did you, did you get your hands on some equipment? Um, could, did you miss out on that because the prices went up and whatever and demand, whatever. I, I think people, people could, could, should be looking to get, get their hands on stuff now personally. Uh, just in case, just well, it's at a half decent price, and um, and yeah, just ba- ba- basic stock as well because it went. I mean, there's there's not that much about at the moment, is there? But there's still you can still get some kit if you want to. Whereas if if it yeah ends up like last time, it, people are out of stock for like three months, four months. You know what I mean? Well, let's say you can if you look on powerlifting kit for sale, you can pick up like plates at two pound fifty ish per kilo. So. <laughs> If you're like a general general guy or say a general guy, you can get your hand on a barbell and a couple of twenty plates, you're gonna be that that's gonna give you that's gonna enable you to do loads. Like I had loads of guys training in lockdown and they managed to do loads with say a hundred kilos or eighty kilos, if you will. And um and uh, <coughs> I just think we should um so what are you you've I know you've got a couple of comps lined up then. So what's your mindset going forward? Are you are you are you still gonna be training for the your comps just as normal? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm all in on my comp prep, right? And that and this is this is this is a decision that I've made personally, right? I'm going to I'm not <clears throat> it's on until it gets cancelled. So hopefully, um my comp at the start of November, which is the BNSF Britons, will go ahead. 
I, I can't feasibly see how it will, but I'm going to prepare for, I'm going to assume that it is. And then we've got the untested under 91, I think 22nd of November. And again, I'm training, training for that. Uh, mauling myself with the squats all, all the time. Um, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that it's on. And actually, I've, spo- I've spoken to this. Um, I've spoken to Molly about this uh, the other day, actually, after because she she did a comp on uh, Sunday at North, qualified for England, and she's absolutely buzzing, and absolutely can't wait, and we're training the event and blah blah blah. And we've actually said to it, we've actually said to each other, we've said that so nobody can take what we're like our prep away from us. What we're, what we're going to do, and we've shaken on it, is actually we're going to. We're gonna do, if the comps get cancelled. We're gonna do the comps at, at the gym. Like I'm gonna do England's events with her and oh, okay. That's compete amazing. compete against her so she can do her um do, do her events and then she's gonna do the comp events for my comps as well. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm uh, I know people aren't as privileged as me in terms of having having the kit and the access and the equipment and stuff, but if I wasn't privileged enough to have all the equipment and the setup and stuff, I would be definitely aiming to do something similar. I'd be thinking, because basically for just basically keeping um, like, like that's why I personally I've improved. So over the last couple of years, it's because I've been consistent. I've been through ups and downs in my life that I haven't let derail me uh, from from training because it's what I've committed to. So this is just going to be this, whatever happens, worst case scenario, like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to, I'm going to keep, keep something going. Um, which if it wasn't, so for you guys, at, for you guys at home, who might only have a barbell or whatever. Um, like I, I'd be thinking about um, set, setting, setting some goals on, on like your minimalist kind of training equipment, what you could be doing. Um, to keep you mentally engaged with your program and getting better and getting stronger just because you don't have your access to your gym potentially or your competitions doesn't mean that you have to get weaker or detrain. Yeah. You just need to um, adapt and, um, and kind of be uh, uh, like, say, say for instance, like you can get yourself on a, a bar and some plates, like you can do, like uh, a, lot, a lot of the guys during the uh, during lockdown last time that I coached did like an Olympic lifting phase where the, instead of deadlifting fucking 200 kilos all the time that they didn't have the plates for, like they were doing a lot of like front squats, a lot of push press technique, a lot of say split jerk, power jerk, um, different kind of snatch variations or whatever. So ba- ba- basically they were getting on the kind of conti- the progression continuum somewhere something that they could engage themselves with. Yeah, and also you're doing that stuff there because you're moving with speed and power, you're going to, you know, build adaptions that when you come back to deadlifting and stuff, you might be a more explosive athlete. You might have, you know, deadlifts might feel different, you know, from doing some power cleans and stuff you might feel more explosive off the floor or something when you come to Delhi. So sometimes you'll get these like almost surprises. Like, oh shit, this really paid off. It, um, you know, I feel different when I do my, uh, my, my normal training when you've got access to, to full kit. So it's definitely something that 
you can you can benefit from um, massively. Yeah. So d- during that, during that, honestly, like during that initial, I don't know what it is for you, you and your guys, Shane, but like during the initial lockdown, like everybody who kept training, like most people that I coach, like training in the garden, some of them with body weight, some of them with bands, some of them with a fucking eight kilo kettlebell, like every single one of those guys, like want to go back to the barbell or strongman implement or whatever when we come back to the gym. Every single one of those guys has progressed. Nobody has regressed. I can't yeah, yeah. anybody who's regressed who's they might have been doing the two. made good gains in lockdown. Like yeah, that's more it. So than if it didn't happen, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll admit I, I'm definitely one of those one of those people. It's definitely I, I've definitely got better as a as an athlete through um, what what's happened in that initial in initial lockdown. Like James. You see big James Will's um, 370. 370 for two. Yeah, class. Well, his deadlift peak started in lockdown. And the thing that impressed me the most about James... When he was taken into the park, the plates to the yeah, park. He used to, yeah, he used to have to walk 100 metres-ish every day with a bar, put it down. Because there was like certain areas that like not bothered in and he had to park quite far from it. So he used to carry 50 kilo plates. Because I remember I put heart shock in for him with 50 kilo plates. And he said, Shane... You do realise that I have to basically do heart shock to get the plates to the place I can lift. But that just, so I was like, oh, we'll take it out then, mate. But um, that just, like, for me, that's just, a, like, something that he, it could have been so easy for James to just fuck that off every week. You know, carrying a 300 kilo worth of plates to a place to lift. But he stuck to it, and now he's in the gym for a couple of weeks. And um, he said that since the start of lockdown, when he pulled a single at the start of lockdown, he pulled 290. So we've put 80 kilo on his pull. Um, and that's it. But well, p- people will say to him, he'll pull 400. When, when's he said? 10th of October or something like that. So, Well, we're, we're going to have, we've brought it forward a bit now. Um, so it's, he's going to have about, he's going to have a deload after this 372, about 10 days. And then. Well, that's it. He'll put when he pulls his four hundred, people will be like say, saying to, him, "Oh, fucking hell, yeah, it's all right for, oh, it's all right for James, it's all right for whatever." But he's fucking like, just the, like you say, you need to look back at the the graft in the park and like just just struggling away, but just just be, just get getting some, getting some work done that's uh, working towards that that long term goal. Fucking, yeah, not yeah. all of them. You reap the rewards of all that graft um, later on down the line. When it's all sunshines and rainbows again, you're in the gym. Everyone forgets about the fucking shite you were doing. Um, you know, when you're walking 300 kilo plates, um, 20, 30 minutes to do a session, uh, suddenly gets forgotten, doesn't it? Um, and like, if you do an overhead PB. Or something. Take a split jerk and overhead PB. You might not have even known how to split jerk at the start of lockdown, yeah. and all that graft you've put in learning the skill then showcases itself with a number, you know, later on down the line, and people will. Uh... Yeah, well, like I've had quite a few guys who've, who've done exactly that, and they've used it as an opportunity to <laughs> develop skill, or 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 even even people like getting getting rid of niggles and stuff like that, like we've talked about before, like doing a lighter phase of training or whatever yeah and then coming back to it and it just just feel it should we I've got something that I want to go over but it's not really relevant to 
strongman per se. Do you want, do you want to shout about it? It's just for coaches. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, go on then. We'll keep, we'll, keep, we'll keep it short short tonight. So just, yeah, well, what, uh, I wanted to do this because I thought this would be great. This, yeah. uh, I've, I've told you about Gus, haven't I? And he's, yeah. and he's a start-out PT, young lad. And he wants to he wants to be a strength coach, and he's. I'm sure he won't mind me talking about him because he's going to listen to this up and get some fucking tips and some direction. But I don't know the the answer, if you know what I mean. So I wanted to ask you, and then we can just like converse about what we did and how we got started and stuff, and it might give him some ideas. Um, Right, because paint the scenario then for the so, so he's just he's fresh out of PT school, he's a good lifter, he's a good coach, you know what I mean? He knows he knows what he's doing, but he's struggling to get access to an, an audience. You know, he's, he's struggling to get a client, you know, because I think it's a lot of it's to do with age. You know, he's young and um, hasn't built that. You know what I mean? That. You, you kind of learn to build a relationship with people, don't you, when, when you talk to people, because you can almost understand their situation and scenario. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he's got that skill yet. Um, so what would, what would be your advice to someone? And what did you, because obviously I know, I know your background and stuff, but what did you do when you were like fresh out of PT school, so to speak? Um, train any cunt that had listened to me. For three. So you weren't too specific. You weren't too specific. This is the this is the thing, right? So an so so is that so an Instagram thing yesterday, and I saw the advert, and it, what was it? Something like um, reaching out to people who want to be an athlete or athletes or something. Yeah, what to do weightlifting or whatever. And I just think the to be honest, mate, I thought that even if you, you or I put that advert out around Lancaster and Morecambe now, Hesham. Um, probably, probably with his kind of age range that he wants to do, it's probably going to be have to re be really, really local, because um, some of them might have to get dropped off by the mum and dad or whatnot. Um, I just think you and I would struggle with with um, being that niche in the local area, and that's why we're that's why what we do is is really good for online because we get in front of our niche, and it doesn't matter where they are, like. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I just think the, the scope's far, like, far too narrow, I think. Um, yeah, because that was my thinking as well, that I didn't start out training specific niche. Well, it, it's like you, Shane, saying, right, you having no client, and then saying, right, um, looking for people in the Lancaster Morecambe area who want to pull 700 pounds. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, are, are there going to be that many people for one? And number two, the people that it is relevant to, to, are they going to listen to you anyway? Who's just starting out? Yeah, because to you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like, unfortunately, even though you're like, you're a great coach, or Gus is a great coach and he's like really confident in what he's doing, like, <clears throat> people are more likely to listen to somebody else who might be a shit coach, but they've had some success in competitions or they've had some success with some 
some yeah, they've already they've pulled eight hundred pounds or whatever. Yeah, or, so. or, or, they, or they've got they've got a small case study of people who they've coached basically. So what 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 I would say, even though it's kind of we, we've talked about this on the on uh, another episode that quite a few people have found helpful. This is relevant to, uh, although the the theme of that podcast was about um, charging what you're worth. So I feel like we're contradicting ourselves a little bit here. Because uh, we were really stressing the point of being charging what you're worth, which I think is great what he's trying to do, by the way. Um, but you need to find that middle ground where you're not kind of pricing yourself out initially. You need, um, you need to, you need to, you need to snowball it, don't you? Um, you need to start off small and gradually build. Yeah, and I think that's his problem is he's not, he's never getting um, started, so to speak. Yeah, or or even or even keep his price point, not not necessarily slash his prices. But this might may sound weird again, but like get some people in who is going to train for free, where he's not going to where the value that he gets from them isn't going to be money. It's actually going to be right. You may not be able to afford to pay me x amount x amount of money a month, but you really want to do this, and I know you're going to get good results with the system. Um, you're going to be my raving customer. You're going to be my advert. You're going to be. You're going to put post all this shit on Insta and say, "I will." Well, if you think I'm amazing, you're going to you're going to be raving about me. And and um, he he could he could even set up like a like a he could even train somebody for free or a couple of guys for free that are his perfect avatar, and then set up like a referral system with them, where he's actually paid. He's actually paying them to get other people paying, if that makes sense. So, he could, so we could be like using those as a case study on a cheapish program or free program or whatever. And then actually using them for, right, oh, well, I've got my cousin who wants to try Olympic weightlifting or whatever, strongman or whatever it is. And say, his cousin signs up and he gets 10% of that program or whatever. Yeah. Would you, know, you say he needs to stick to something just like you know a more generic goal as well to start with and even and even though he's gonna try to like progress them into weightlifting or whatever do you think the adverts and stuff need to be centered around that or would you say that it's too niche and turn people away in, in my opinion it de- it depends massively it depends on does it and again we've covered this a little bit like how much does he need money? Does he need money, or is he still like? Does he does he have a mortgage? Does he pay rent? Does he live by no, his, he, he doesn't need too much. I don't think. I mean, he, he lives at he lives at home, so yeah, he's not he's not got mortgage, board, rent, car, all that stuff to pay. Um, like like if that was me, I would take a I'd take advantage of being able to, and I was really driven at my niche. I personally, I would take advantage of the thing of not having financial pressures and stuff or so much and um, and actually stay like stay true to his niche and um, say say that he might have to widen the scope a little bit and say right well instead of having these Olympic weightlifting athletes that are just going to appear out of thin air or whatever like like actually, well, I'm going to have to teach Olympic. I want to teach Olympic weightlifting. I'm not bothered about strongman. I'm not bothered about strength and conditioning in general. I want to teach Olympic weightlifting because I want to practice 
getting people better at Olympic weightlifting, then he could widen his scope by, you know, putting on a, he could have like a learn to lift group for over 40 women. He could have a different, different group. He could have people coming, coming back from injuries or whatever, wanting to get a bit of confidence and stronger for, um, bit of confidence in the gym, not wanting to go on a treadmill or whatever. And they wanted to learn in a new skill or like, he could dress it up, so like basically get, teach Olympic weightlifting, but uh, get in front of, um, like basically widen his scope a little bit, widen his audience a little bit and just... And also, I guess, um, open your mind to what you can achieve through Olympic weightlifting, like a, an elderly woman who learns to, to do a good form overhead squat you're still yes. technically speaking, that's teaching weightlifting, but the changes that'll make in their day-to-day -day life, you know, if, if they weren't, weren't moving before, are quite drastic, aren't they? You know, even getting up and off, off the sofa or whatever, you know, there's, there is diff I know this from my mum, you know, training her in strength training, the difference it's made in her day-to-day -day life is, is massive. Exactly. So also as well, like he might think, oh, well, I need to, uh, I've got these three, whatever, 20-year-old guys or whatever, um, he might actually think that if there was a 50 year old woman in that group, that it might be, well, I'll have to change the session. Whereas actually you don't like you, like you shown that, you know, with your, like say you're programming with your MST bot, for instance, or I have my program, my, my, like the programming that runs at the gym, that like the strongman program or whatever that runs at the gym. That's, that's basically like they scale it themselves. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There could be someone doing it. Could be a three three rep max snatch, whereas um, that could be um, person X doing a three rep max snatch from the floor. That could be your old lady who's who's rehabbing a shoulder injury, progressing from a body weight squat to a to an overhead squat. Yeah, it's still it's still ticking the same thing, and they could still actually train within the same session. Yeah, um, and it's not going to cost any like programming time or anything like that or um but it's but also as well if he's like using this case study as an example like if he's struggling for money like in terms of business can you can you, can you broaden your scope to include people with more disposable income like uh people who are in the 30s and 40s are they going to have a bit more disposable income than the younger athletes or um, people in the fifties and sixties who really want to do it, are they going to, are they going to be more likely as a, do you understand what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I understand. Um, and, and then once, once you've kind of, Shane, come on, you know what it's like, man, for like what, like what we've done or whatever, like, like if people, people message, people message me on Facebook or whatever, or Instagram or whatnot, and be like, oh, um, I'm looking to join the gym. Um, I'm just moving from DW or whatever, uh, looking to lose weight and tone up. I just say to him, look, I don't have any spaces. Yeah, there's, well, I don't have anything. Whereas if there's somebody who is in, like, is in, right, I, I've, I've entered my, first, I've done a strongman, I've entered my first strongman comp or whatever, and been training in my garage, doing deadlifts and some push presses, but I've, I really want to learn how to do long and stones, um, and I only live around the corner. Like, 
and fucking make make sure that I could get that person in. But my point yeah. is that we have earned, we've built our businesses up over the course of what four, five, six years. So we can actually we can actually fucking t- turn stuff down and take on the business that you want to do. Whereas somebody yeah, when started, I first started, no matter who came through the door, I was trying to. Exactly. That's it. When you when you had uh, MST and some fucking random white overweight guy with a broken leg or whatever walk through the door, like you'd be, he wants to lose weight and tone up. Do you have any treadmills in here, Shane? And you're like, no, but you'd still have to try and sell him a membership. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you're thinking, fucking hell, this guy's not really gonna. It's gonna be a bit awkward. Here. He's not gonna fit in. We haven't got that. We're gonna have to, like for your 40 pound a month or whatever you, you're charging. But that's what you have to do to make ends meet start off with. In- yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's that's something that I had to do massively, which is just uh, try to turn those people into... Uh, that, that I thought to myself, God, these, these are going to be a little awkward. I don't think he's going to like it or whatever. But then it was my job to make him fucking like it. And some of those people are still clients to this day because they got sucked into the atmosphere and environment and yeah. whatnot. And, and you can start to change their mindset a bit. So exactly. I think sometimes but, you, can't, you can't be picky. You've got to change the way they approach training as well. I, yeah, I agree, Shane. But the caveat to that, if this is the right word, but it sounds right, doesn't it? Caveat sounds like a good word, doesn't it? The caveat to that, Shane, is how many people have you had over the years that say who have come in like similar mold to that and you've put so much fucking energy and you've put so much mind kind of focus on trying to get those guys to fit your mold and then they've quit then they've they've quit the gym and moved on to somebody else or training with somebody else. And yeah. like how frustrated you have been because you've had this fucking awesome thing that you're putting your whole life into and you think you're amazing at and you believe you're amazing at and you're proving you're amazing at by uh, all the results that you're having with people who do fit the mold, truly. Like, h- how much is that fucking... I remember I've spoken to you before about it and you just feel like, fucking hell, like, I just feel I've got this... You know, you, you put, you, you, people don't realise how much, emo, like, it's like emotional energy you give to people, isn't it? It's, it's, That's it. But the skill is, is, is getting in, in, in front of the right people. It's like, not, it's not the client's fault and it's not our, well, it kind of is our fault for setting up, the, it's the system's fault, but we're in control of the system. An analogy is for you, right? You could have the best, um, you could have the best prize, whatever stake for sale that's like worth a lot of money. But if you go and if you go and put it for sale at a veggie market, a vegetarian market, it's not gonna fucking it's not gonna work, is it? It's not gonna sell. Yeah. But but does that mean that, that your product is like is not valuable? Well, no, it's just we're just kind of uh, in front of the wrong people. So <clears throat> In order for, for like the example that you you said about before, um, to get in front of the enough of the right people that's going to make him earn enough money to keep doing what he wants to do, yeah, I think he needs to widen his scope. Or option B is stick with the stick with the specialized niche, um, 
and swallow your pride a little bit and get a second job and get an income that's reliable where you might be working 20 hours a week for, I don't know, 500 pound a month or something, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And the, the thing, the thing is in that niche is me, me and you are in that niche, aren't we? And this is why I said to him, I said, I said, you're in a proper small area. And I was like, no, no offense, but if you're charging similar to me and Josh and a client is looking around shopping around for a weightlifting coach and he, and he really wants to weightlift. I was like, it's going to be hard to, to pick them because there's all this um, success and, you know, it's just a built up brand is like lean body strength club for teaching weightlifting. So if they can go, I can pay this much a month to Gus or to lean body strength club. It's going to be hard to, get them to come your way at the start so so like you say yeah def definitely even even if he even if even if he's better like he could give a he might be given a better service he might have more knowledge but the point is like you yeah we need need to bro broaden the broaden the scope yeah broaden the scope i think like you say and then um if in a year's time you've got 15 people weightlifting now you're going to have a bit of a, you know, a bit of momentum behind you as well to then uh, get more people in. This is the thing, Shane, right? When you, when you start, when somebody's starting out, right, they don't, any, cl any client or customer that they get in for their service, they've got to focus on retention, right? And they've got to keep, if you, they've got fucking, four people through the door or whatever, you've got to focus your energy on keeping those four people, right? And you cannot, especially when you've got no money, money pressures, really, you cannot let money be the, the kind of, uh, what's the word? The, the deciding factor, really. Do you know what I mean? They're like, you, you don't want someone to quit because it's too much money, even though they're having a fucking great time. Like, yeah. Like you've you've got to like I've got people training me like say, um, say for instance Be uh, Becky is training me she's like training me like fucking six years or something like that it's daft like three times a week for six years and I haven't put a price to it it's like I think she pays like sixty quid a month or something like that like I haven't put a price to it and I never I never if I get to the point where I'm charging fucking ten times the amount that I that I am now like her price won't change because i'm rewarding that kind of lo that loyalty that's been like i'm not i couldn't run it i couldn't run my business off charging 50 people what she pays if that makes sense yeah right now but, but, but the point but is the reward of she's been start. there from from the start where i've been you're not you're not do you're not doing it to in my opinion you're not when I started off, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it to make money, really. I was just doing it do, as long as I could get by, but I was doing the thing that I fucking wanted to do. Yeah, that's what, that's what, you, that's what you're doing. And then you get, you get in front of the, say, people consistently, and then the money, the money will take care of itself. Like, you're yeah, going I still, I still think now, like, um, 
I, I do all right through coaching, but I don't think as soon as I get money, I think about how to put it back into making it better. So, you know, whether it be investing in the gym and kit, it's always about, you know what I mean? I've never looked at the income and gone, oh, this is mine. This is great. I always think, oh, I want, I want to give uh, more to the people that are involved. It's, uh, I don't know, I don't think it'll ever be about the income per se for me. I just love fucking doing it. Yeah, well, well that, that, exactly the same, same as me, Shane. And to be fair, that's why I think that's one of the, the reasons why we can, like, end of the day, we, we can afford to fucking sit here now talking shit on a Thursday night and it doesn't matter that we're get, not getting paid for it directly because we're doing it because we're just fucking, we're talking about the thing that we love doing and that we're obsessed with. I'm exactly the same. The money that I just buy whatever I want for the gym is the only money I spend. I get up in the morning and put my fucking wanky Y fronts on with like fucking holes in and I just think, oh, I'll throw them away next time I grab these. But I've had like, 10 years i've got holes in my socks <laughs> my, my socks my white socks are like gray all i wear is like joggers that i nick off my mates and fucking comp t-shirts and shit like i'm not i'm really i'm i'm not asked about spending my money on anything other than just like like say for instance the um the a couple of the girls did the North qualifier the other day. So they're, they're training for England. So I'm thinking, oh, fucking hell, what do they need for England? So I've, so I've like on the Sunday night, I ordered like uh, another couple of throwing bags that are like fucking 100 quid a pop, aren't they? I got, an, got another dumb, a rebel, uh, a rebel strength dumbbell made. And I'll, I just don't even think about it because that's all I want to, I don't check my bank balance and think, oh, fucking hell, like, just just buy it because that's all I want to spend all I want to spend my money on. Yeah, and like you say, it goes back to that. Even though even though you don't directly think of it like that, that's why we both have quite good client retention because they go, oh, "I need this for England's," and then it's it's there, you know. And then you know they don't have to worry. You know they've got they've got the program and the coaching the equipment, and then they do really well in the comp. And then yeah. you might be thinking when they do really well at the comp, you're not going to be thinking, oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fucking, oh, I'm glad that paid off buying that kit. You know, you don't give a shit. You're just like, you're just buzzing that they've done really well. You're not thinking of it as the, uh, you know, what am I going to get out of this? It's just you want them to do well. And that's like, like at, at my place, like <clears throat> buying some, I know I do more powerlifting there now, but just buying some of the little bits of kit that help with niggles, like the isolation machines and stuff. People got little niggles and injuries. They got a little adductor machine. It costs like 150 quid. People are like, I'm on it. I've got a dodgy adductor. A few other people have, and they're fucking buzzing. They love it. Um, and again, it was only a fucking 100 quid. It's not like it costs the world, but it's just that it's just that joy of being able to come in and be like, I need this. I want to do this. I've got an adductor injury. I'm going to rehab it on that. And people are just fucking buzzing next minute they're squatting pain-free and that's what you fucking that's what i live for like when someone all these little things that you're investing in adds up to like a big pb or something it's just fucking class i love it yeah yeah well that's it i'd rather spend my money on that than like going somebody someone said to me the other day oh you need to go on holiday you need to give yourself a break and i'm like fuck don't get me wrong i'd love to go to ib for my mates for two or three maybe three days and like just get get fucked but 
Um, so you can't do more than three days there. But no, no, but because if if I went, <laughs> if, if I went for a week, I'd just be I'd just be thinking. I'd be thinking about the gym. I'd be thinking about my fucking clients and shit. That I'd be thinking, oh god, I haven't looked at that. Oh, I really, what I'd say? Oh, I'd be thinking like I'm kind of well. I'm living. I'm doing every day. I'd be missing out on my fucking like everyday shit that I just love doing. There's a reason why I you do see that as a blessing or a curse, or do you sometimes see it as both? For me, for, for me, for me, it's a complete blessing because, like, honestly. I am so appreciative of every day that I wake up, go to the gym, sit in this wanky broom room doing programs. Like, I just fucking absolutely love it. And that... You see, for me, it's a blessing 99.9% of the time, but there's the odd day where I just wish I could turn off my brain. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm constantly thinking about something like just always something and some days i just wish i could turn, i can't turn off i don't think i've turned off in about four fucking years or something yeah no i i agree with that that's that's the the curse yeah but i don't think that's necessarily to do with it's only it's only one day every now and again where it just gets a bit on top of me and i'm just like i just want to breathe almost and i can't and i'm like ah <laughs> and usually what happens is end up snapping at someone like a fucking dickhead and then i'm like sorry guys <laughs> yeah i must admit that's me every night like i'll go, I'll go home tonight and i'll have like an ice cream or something it'll be like fucking 11 o'clock and then my body's absolutely smoked and like, i feel like a zombie but like i lay in bed just thinking about fucking training and what equipment I can buy, what comps are coming up. Yeah, I'm fucking terrible for it, mate. It's like thinking about like something like James Will's deadlifts or something at 3 a.m. and I'm like, fucking stop thinking about that, go to sleep. <laughs> I just can't help it. I don't know what it is. Funny. Yeah, yeah. no, I get, I get it, mate. But um but anyway, back back to the uh, back to the original question about the because I don't wanna I don't wanna send out like kind of mixed messages really, because like the last the last one, the last thing we said was about charging what you're worth and don't undercharge. Um, but I think to, I think for some people to get, get going, they've got to kind of, they, they don't have to, don't have to be, uh, be undercharging, but I mean, don't, don't like try not to narrow your scope too much. Like if you, if you start off with your scope, scope wide, you can narrow it down. You can say, right, well, when I've got five clients, I'm going to, start turning down people who are over 40 or something. I don't, I don't know. Or yeah, whatever, the, whatever or, it is that you fucking decide. Or, or, or like, or like, like Gus for an example, if he wants to, if, I don't know, I'm assuming like his, his niche is like uh weightlifter, people who want to do weightlifting, guys who want to do weightlifting competitions, 18 to 25 or whatever. Um, but re but realistically, you might have to say, right. Well, I'm going to have to broaden my broaden my scope a little bit and think, right. Well, I'm going to going to take up take on some women. Uh, I'm going to my age range is going to be to 30, 35, 35, 40 or whatever. Um, can't we ask teaching people who are old as my mom or whatever? You might think I don't know. Um, but then he might he might give himself he might be able to set himself a target and he might say, right. Well, when I've got when I've when I've got my first six clients signed up to pay monthly direct debit or whatever then the net the next branch i'm gonna i'm gonna 
only take on males from from that point. I'm not going to take on any more females. I'm just going to do males. And then he might get another six in and say, right, well, my other six, I'm going to, um, my next six people, I'm going to increase my price in 5% and I'm only going to take on. Yeah. But yeah, I, th I think, I think tar targets like that are very important. Um, yeah, it's good yeah. for me, for me, I, um, I, I had a bit of a different start in coaching to most people. So, um, because I did it, I always did it <clears throat> part-time around my job. And I, I, I never, never thought about doing it full-time really until I just fucking jumped straight in. So I'd already kind of accidentally built up a bit of a name for myself so to speak, especially because I trained at every, I had a fucking gym membership at every gym in Lancaster and Morecambe. So I just knew people. Um, so it was a little bit different for me. So I never had that initial starting point. So I didn't really know, didn't really know what to say. To yeah. Them. And, and, and to be fair, like going back to what we were saying before about you, you didn't need to make it work. Like it was, it was kind of just got to the point where you were like, fucking hell, I don't need to put up with that shit of doing my normal job. Like I can actually just scale this up now because I'm starting to be successful or whatever. Like as you part-time think, Where, whereas um, like you didn't need to make it work initially, did you financially? That's the point I'm making. Yeah, I was just doing it for like, fun, really. Yeah, exactly. Decide, so, yeah. So, so someone in his position could be could. Like look, look at getting look at getting some at part time. Well, to, to take because if he needs X amount of money per month, right, and he could get something, and he's struggling to get the guaranteed income, he could get whatever he does from doing a part time job, and it could be fucking working at Subway, working at Costa. It could be do what I did, deliver Chinese, deliver pizza. We're doing that three four nights a week, like getting sixty seventy quid a night or whatever. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And I learned a lot, so many values. I learned about customer service. Um, I learned how to deal with customers when I fucking went and turned up and the Chinese was cold and they, they were furious at the door. Like actually how to deal with that and take it in my stride and char be charming, be charismatic. Like deal with shit like this. And that's, that's like served me so well when I've wanted to scale it up in the thing that I'm passionate about. Um, but also what was good was the fact that, right, I had fucking 200 quid a week cash in my pocket that was guaranteed almost. I was going to get between 180 and 220 quid in my, in my, in my pocket cash. And then I had the, the other thing where I was working part-time at a gym, doing my level two, I think it was at Lancaster Morgan College, and it was like two hours a week I was doing there. But on my CV, it was, I could or I've been doing gym instructing for six months or whatever. Whereas really I'd been doing six months, two hours a week. So not that many hours, but it was just for the CV and whatnot. Um, so then I could, you could look at, say, I'd ticked, I had no financial pressures as such because I was still at home. I was still living with my dad or whatever. I was earning actually quite decent dough really for back then at that age I could go out at the weekend go out on the piss or whatever do whatever I wanted and didn't have to worry about money so then 
my focus on starting my coaching and personal training or whatever, like there was no kind of financial pressures. I could, I could say to people, I could say, you, you five guys paid me fucking 30 quid for a six week program and I'll give you money back at the end of it because I'm not even bothered about the money. I just want results to use as a marketing really. Um, but my, my point is, is like about about the the money money side of things, like we said. That's like, a, by the way, just to, that's a good. I remember that actually. That's something that Dean Dean Maiden told me that was a really successful marketing thing that he used to do actually, <clears throat> which is kind of like what you said. You pay up front for six weeks, and if you come to every session, you get it back. Um. And then obviously the goal is at the end to sign them up on a debit system because they're invested and committed, but they don't actually pay for that. You know, to get the money back if they turn up. Um, I think I remember Dean telling me that was really successful for him. So that might be something to. It's just yeah. it's just it's something that it's like a little hook in it. It captures you and gets you in. Well, well, that's it. If he if he's doing like a little say, say for the listeners an example, like he's doing like a four week, I don't know a six week program for 100 quid, 150 quid, I don't know, where they're doing group sessions and whatnot. And like what, what's actually worth more is actually, is it gonna be better getting 100 quid in his bank and then this person, yeah, but liking it, maybe sign up, maybe not. Or is it gonna be better for him, for a few people to have this person incentivized by having the money back if they come to all the sessions and but they have to as part of the deal they have to um they have to do, do like a testimonial we have to do like before and after um results things and they have to basically market their results to earn their kind of money off if you will like yeah. it, it, if that one person get who gets amazing results gets him five new signups in the following following month, which is perfect, perfectly uh, viable. Um, then that's five new signups at ninety nine quid or hundred quid, hundred fifty quid or whatever. So then that person that he's for free for instead of taking a hundred quid is actually turned into him five hundred quid, and not only five hundred quid, but six clients that have potential to get him to get him to re have a look on and this is for 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 everybody who's interested in this have a look at the personal trainer development company i think it is the ptt ptdc i think it's dot com there's a guy called jonathan goodman he's absolutely brilliant on um like marketing stuff and there's loads of stuff there that you could just go and apply and basically what one of them what one of the uh, one of the articles is is actually titled something like "How you can make a six-figure business from six clients," and it just basically shows you, right, okay, you. you. Like if you have, if, if Gus has, I don't know how many clients he has, but say he has fucking five clients, like how we can turn that into a full-time business, and basically it just shows you how it can snowball and network through referrals and stuff. You know, that one person who's actually, that one person that he trains that's at, that's at college, like, 
he knows he's mates with six or seven others that are actually really fit into his, that are basically exactly the same avatar as him. Yeah, three of them can't even can't afford coaching. One of them's not interested. But three of them would be interested in coming down for a, a trial if, it, if the money wasn't the kind of thing. And then... And I was told as well that I think is relevant to a lot of people is that if you know your service is good and you know that you're going to get the client results that they, they, they want, then you, you almost owe it to them to be better at marketing and be better at selling because if you don't get them in, they're never going to get like, it's almost like you need to do it. You need to be good at it. Yeah. You know what, mate, but that's absolutely brilliant. Um, so yeah, you do, you're doing people a disservice. There's so many fucking people out there for us to help us to help who are sat at home. Like basically they need someone to connect the dots and they're, they're at home. They might be, overweight or they might be struggling with mental health or they might be just just basically not basically not happy and we we've got the thing that can make them happy yeah like just think think of like what lifting does for you the whole thing forget competing whatever like what it does for you and if you hadn't have found this like this is all about training is the happy that i love that I, i always said to people is people train to be happy, like whether it's lose weight, whether yeah. it's fucking weightlift or strength, whatever it is, the actual, if you narrow it down, it's, it makes them feel better, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's it. And then like even your weight loss client that you, that you get in, oh, what do you want to do? Lose weight. Oh, I want to lose a stone. Like why? Well, I just want to lose a stone. Why? And she's doing it because she thinks it's going to make her feel better and feel happy. Yeah, exactly. People say that though, will they? Because they, exactly. they they don't like people don't like getting that deep, do they? But it's well, because they think be it's gonna make them more confident. It's gonna make them feel. But to happy. be fair, mate, a lot of people don't know that they're actually tricked. They think they think that, or, or like say in our niche or whatever, they might think, oh, I really want to get to two hundred kilo deadlift. Like, why do you want to get to two hundred kilo deadlift? Because they think they're gonna fucking pull two hundred and be like, oh, fucking, oh, I'm God, I'm so I'm so happy, I'm so happy. Whereas. But yeah, it's just so that so that that's kind of, that's what 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 he needs to do. He needs to think right. There's so many people out there that he can make happy with his service. He just needs to bro- broaden it up, broaden it out, and get get in front of a few more people. Um, and just fo- fo- rather than focusing on numbers, because because he doesn't need to make it work just yet straight away financially, like. I would say that what's going to be more impressive than him turning around to you and saying, oh, Shane, I'm earning a grand a month now, recurring income, is if he can turn around in six months, whatever, he could turn around in two months' time and be like, fucking hell, Shane, I've got 20 people on my roster now. Like That's going to be a lot more valuable to him long-term to make a long-term business model. If he's got 20 people that are coming every week and they're fucking buzzing, and they're coming two, three times a week, and he's earning a hundred quid a month, or he's earning fuck all, right? He's got the potential there and the base there to 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 make whatever money he wants. Yeah. Long term, but he just needs to get in front of those people before they start. Like if he can get in front of twenty people and they, and they start getting snowballing and stuff. So for a lot of people, going going a little bit deeper with him, 
uh, using him as a case study because because basically I saw the advert on Insta and I just thought, fucking no, no cunt's going to sign up to that. That's what I just thought initially. I thought it's just too laser targeted. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think what, what, he, what, what he will be more successful doing is working out a lo- what some people in marketing will call a low barrier offer. And it's basically most of the people aren't going to sign up straight away because actually they're not sure that it's worth the money. They're not sure they're going to get loads of value off him. They might want to try it, but money's real, usually often the, the biggest barrier. So how can he take that money barrier away? However, I don't know how much he charges, whatever, £100 a month, £200, whatever. I don't know. But could, it, could he put like a, a six... This is what I would do, right? I'd get him to work out a six-week offer that's just ridiculously cheap. Just ridiculously cheap. It, Shane, it's a bit like you, like you doing the MST bot or whatever, right? You're doing the whatever it is, twenty pound a month, twenty five, whatever yeah, it is, twenty month. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like the value that you're gonna that people are gonna get from that, right? And what you're gonna get from that is so many people thinking, "Fuck me, Shane!" Like I didn't, re- I've never realised the value you can get from having a program and having the accountability and structure of having a coach and oh my God, my results have just been taken to the next level. I've been training for five years and I've had better results in the last, this first two months of training that I've had in the last fucking two years, right? You're going to get so many people doing that. And then they're going to say, right, Shane, I've realized that it's opened up my eyes. Now I want to, um, I want to, I want to take it a step further. I want, I, I want some technical feedback. I want some more input from you as a coach. What, what what uh, what programs do you offer? I want to pay you more money. I want to pay you more money. You pay, I pay you the, I get pay you twenty pound a month for MST bar, and I get fucking two hundred quid worth a month of value. Yeah, because that's what you want to do. You want to over deliver this ten times the amount of value that the customer is paying. Yeah, yeah. And you, you and if you wanted to, like, if you had the space to, you're gonna have a fucking absolute whale of a time upselling these people onto basically an, a, a higher level of service program. And that's what, that's what Gus needs. That's what someone like Gus needs to do. Like have like a, you know, if someone came to you and said, Oh Shane, whatever you charge for your programming, weekly programming or whatever, it's just a bit too much. It's just a bit, Oh, I really want to want you to train, but I can't, I, I can't afford to pay you that much Shane. You can say, what can you say? You can say, right, well, I've got MS, I've got three spaces left on MST bar. It's £20 a month. You get blah, 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 blah. And for that, they, you're so confident in selling that, aren't you? Because it's just so, it's just fucking... I, I, I straight up, if, when people ask me about it, I genuinely say, I can't be arsed selling you it. Just pay 20 quid and in two weeks, thank me. And I literally say that. And everyone I've said it to has gone... Fuck me, I'm really shocked with what you get for 20 quid. I was like, yeah, no, that's why I can't be having an hour conversation trying to sell you it because it's just like pay the 20 quid and I know you're going to be blown away. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just so confident in like, so, so, in so without realizing, Shane, that's your like low barrier offer. Yeah. Not that, not that you need, that you need, that you need it, but 
like I think by mistake you're yeah. gonna have, you're when gonna, you were saying it I was like I didn't think of all this stuff <laughs> you're, you're, like by, by, by mistake you, you might have fucking 10 people that message you in the next two months and think fuck me Shane I want I want a, I want more yeah I'm getting so much value but I want to be able to ask you questions I want, I want I've uploaded a video to True Coach I want you to look at it and analyze and get back to me fucking hell can I give you more money please like you're going to have people doing that. Whereas, and you're going to have those people who there's been people who've been following you for a couple of years that you may not even realize that have wanted to, they'd love coaching off you, but genuinely the, 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 it's too much of a risk that, that, that they might not get that value that for your premium product. Whereas if someone like Gus has just got like a premium product for sale, like, and, and by the way, like, M- money, money is very, very, very rare, rare, rarely a barrier. Like some, some of the people that have paid me the most, m- a lot of money over the years and paid pay for my premium program have been so, some of the people with the lowest disposable income. But because the, because of the, the value that they've received from it, they've made that investment. This is like that, the, their life, like having a, having a session with me once a week or whatever. Like he's making them feel so fucking good, and they're getting so, like, do you know? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I, but, I was shocked sometimes at the people that um, pay the, like you say, the highest prices and stuff. Like I've had the other the other month, I had a guy, young, 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 young lad, save up for a six month block up front. And, um, you know, he's just got a part-time job around uni and whatnot. And he decided, I want this and saved up for it and fucking messaged me. And I didn't even know that he'd been saving for a couple of months. So after I got chatting to him, I, I, I knew he was the type of client I wanted. And I knew I would rather drop his price a little bit than what was on the site because I already knew from that conversation that he was so invested in me and I, I, I let him do that and he's fucking buzzing. He's one of my best clients and I, I think, and I feel like I'll be with him for, you know, a long time going forward and it, it, it's, it baffles me sometimes how uh, that, that if I were to look at it as like a statistic, I would think, oh, that person would never pay me for my top end service, but they make the they, they see the value in it sometimes. Yeah, or, or like think think about how many of some of the people who coach that have had gone through a fucking absolute awful time in their life. They may have lost the job, or they may have got a divorce, or whatever. I can think of so many examples, and I'm almost expecting them to say, right, well, I can't I can't pay for your coaching anymore. I can't do, come training anymore because of and they found a way. They found a way to get to get that to get that money because they're they kind of so invested in it and getting so much more value than what they're paying. But I suppose back to the the example that you said that you asked about, I would bet that that would be a, a golden thing. Would work work out <clears throat> a low barrier offer, something that so can, 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 if I was wanting to take a dabble at being an Olympic weightlifting athlete. Like, is there something where I could maybe, I don't know, ch- chuck him like 50 quid for a 28-day program or something? 
where he could give me all access to his group sessions and whatnot. And yeah, he's not going to be, he's not going to be um, absolutely buzzing the, with the financial side of earning fucking 50 quid for 28 days or whatever. But I do that, be absolutely buzzing, get these uh, like, and I'd pay whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you say that it's almost thinking it from the buyer's perspective as risk-free almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, and a, and a sim- simple marketing, a simple, very simple marketing thing for him. And I tell you what, I'll still say it to people now who, who sign, sign up with me, like, um, because like I'm genuinely not bothered about like providing that, the, assuming that everybody's not going to, bring me up tomorrow at the same time wanting to cancel, which is obviously a fucking risk, isn't it? But um, like, I'm not bothered about like another 50 pound a month or hundred pound a month. Isn't going to really, isn't going to change your business. Isn't going to change my business at all. So if I get those people potentially through the door who are interested, I'll say to everybody, look, in fact, I, I used to, um, for people with online coaching now, I get every everybody to do a six week kind of trial block now. Um, oh right, okay, that's good. In, instead of um, instead of doing them pay monthly, because I, I I say to everybody, I say like I, I want to um, I want to take the pressure away of like from both of us. Like I want to make sure that we're a good fit for each other. We we can just have all access to the system for six weeks. And then we can see what we what we want to do, um, and there's like so there's no risk. You just pay a one-off fee. You're not signing your life away or whatever. And then, but but they're they're, they're not thinking. Oh, I've got to sign up to this monthly monthly thing straight away. What if I don't like it or whatever? And I'm not think. And I'm also thinking. Fucking hell! What if I'm stuck with this idiot that want who's just loaded who just wants to pay me paying me money every month who's fucking not doing his workouts and he's not he's not applying the feedback that I'm giving him. Why I don't I'm not interested in that money if you're not fucking do, do you understand what I mean, Shane? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think I think that'd be a good way for him instead of having um instead of having this thing where they have to sign up for a big block or whatever. Just have something where they dip the toe in the water and, and he could say look, look this is the this is the monthly price this is what it is i can't budge on that but what i would like everybody to do is is have like a little it could have a four-week trial it could have a 28-day program for half price amount or whatever yeah there's loads, he should have had loads of, you've done you've given me fucking ideas you you know so, this is why i asked you because i know you, you're good at this stuff you're clever and you've uh you got you got a lot of experience and stuff and I think sometimes for me <clears throat> I've been a bit privileged in the fact that my name as an athlete and stuff has sometimes carried me through situations that I probably shouldn't have <laughs> got through a few minutes. Yeah, where, where, whereas with me it wasn't like I built, built my business I'm not even I wasn't even a fucking athlete like I was I'm getting better now but I was just a fucking shit overweight footballer who's struggling in North Anks League I didn't even didn't even lift, but really, um, but I've still got in front of people that I wanted to coach, and I'm coach first and foremost, and like I've not relied on that kind of 
Yeah, I, I tried not to, but it just fucking, just the way it was, you know. Like, oh, Shane's really good at log, you know, and he used to, he used to train with Hicksie for eight years, so I'm going to go to Shane. It didn't yeah. matter my credentials as a coach, you know. Some of my initial clients came to me for my athletic achievements, and then that, that's how I got things rolling, which is why, it was a bit, that's why I was struggling for the answer for Gussie, because I'm like, I don't really know, because it kind of just kind of just happened for me. And yeah. I never had to get the ball rolling, so to speak. Well, he, he, just needs to, he just needs to get a little offer out there that gets people's toe in the door. So, so he, he just needs to get pe- people to fucking inquire and turn up. Every inquiry that he has, or everybody that messages, oh, I'd like to try Olympic weightlifting, but right, he has to have a 100% conversion rate from getting that person from that message to your fucking doors, 100%, right? So he needs to take money out as a barrier. He needs to remove all these fucking barriers that's so simple, yeah? He can't afford to be put, put shucking out there. Oh, yeah, it's boom, X amount of money. I don't even mention money to people who inquire to me. If people ask about money, I just say, look, um, I've always said the same thing. Look, I've got so many different options that it would be impossible to tell you a pricing thing without getting to know you a little bit more. Like, what are your goals? What, what do you want to do? Like, and then, oh, yeah, but how much is it a month for? How much do you charge a month for? How much do you charge a session? Oh, well, it, it just completely depends. And then I just get him to come in and speak to him and meet me. And then yeah, if, if he's awkward talking about money and stuff, like, just say, just say, get... Don't, don't worry about money. Just get them in. Fucking enjoying a free session. I've always done a free session. I always will do. Um, because I, I don't want people paying me money and it being the fucking wrong fit. Like, just co- come and see if it's for you. If not, it doesn't... Like, t- take away money is the barrier. Like, it's so fucking simple and easy to do. Like, and some people get, get caught up in the thing of... Oh, well, I could be charging this. Uh, I could be charging for this consultation. I could be charging forty quid or whatever. Like, like what? what what's good? What, what? What's better? Like forty quid in your pocket for a one-off session, or potentially getting somebody in on a like a monthly thing for a twelve-month agreement for fucking whatever pound a month. That's maybe a client, getting a client for a couple of years. Yeah, fucking right. The consultation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not thinking you're a fucking baller because you've got like, you've had two consultations booked, two PT sessions booked in today at fucking 40 quid a pop or whatever. Like, no, like, what's going to be, what's going to be better long term? Like, can you actually afford to fucking, so in his position, he will, de- he will definitely get more people through the door because that's what he's struggling with. He's going to get, more people through the door. If you said, look, don't even fucking worry about money. We'll talk about money. If you, we'll talk, let's see if you enjoy it first. Let's see if you actually think what well, this is for you, right? And then we'll talk money. There's no point in fucking talking money if you might not even like it. Because if you're not going to like it, I'm not going to try and flog a dead horse. Like, you, you, you come, let's see, see if it's for you, right? Do you enjoy weightlifting? No, it's fucking shit, right? See you in a bit. Go and try this other sport. Go and see... Go and see so-and-so at Bay Fit. Go to 315 or whatever, that you'd be more suited to do that. Like, you come in and, right, this is a snatch. This is a clean and jerk. It's two movements that we're just going to fucking obsess about on this program, 
right? Oh my God, I'm fascinated. I'm absolutely fascinated by it. They fucking love the first session. Right, brilliant. Right, I'll message you. I don't want any money. I don't want any money. Put your tenner away or whatever. Go and buy some sweets or whatever. And then I'll, I'll message you later and, I'll, and I'll, fire, I'll, get, I'll give you some options. We've got two or three options that I think will suit you. Got like two sessions a week with a group. We've got one session a week where you'll have me as a PT, one with a group. We'll have one session. We'll have another option where you have just one session with the group, but then you have a little program to follow by yourself. And they're all going to be different price points. So you're going to be. But that, that person who is fucking buzzing for free, and they're going to be thinking, fuck me, like he hasn't. Like, stop being bothered about money initially. Like they're going to be buzzing and they're going to be going home thinking, oh, fucking hell, I've just done an overhead squat for the first time or whatever, or I've learned how to do this. I was felt really shit with it, but then I did, he told me to do this and oh my God, it felt amazing. It felt easy. I want to do that again. It's better than going on a treadmill or whatever, whatever the audience. And, um, and then they, they've still got the endorphins pumping through them or whatever. And then, and then Gus sends them, three options to do option one different pro different price points so so genuinely the price isn't the issue and then boom oh yeah well, i'd like to start with option b right come on i'll i'll send you the link and you can get signed up so we don't even have to think about money ever again you just sign up to this link and we're not i'm not a fucking debt collector i'm not going to send you an invoice at the start of whatever i'm not going to ask you for i don't even want to think about money yeah and, all, all you can, all, all he has to think about then, he's got the person in, just give them fucking shitloads of value in that time that they're at the gym. That's good. I think this will help him a lot. I think it'll help a lot of people actually, because I get a lot of messages about people starting coaching all the time. So hopefully they listen, I'll tell them to fucking listen. Because let's say this, the same principles apply to an online coach as well, don't they? Mate, the fucking same principles apply to ev to fucking business. It's just fucking business. Just business, yeah. Like, it's like if someone put a gun to my head and say you can't do anything with fitness, uh, like in the net for the rest of your life. Like I just won't be I won't be bothered at all. I'd still train and going up, open a fucking hairdressers or start a plumbing fucking business or shit. Some shit, some that I wouldn't even like. No, I, I wouldn't even learn how to do it. I'd just fucking. Get the systems in. It's just, it's just simple. It's just basically providing a, providing a service that... It's just basically what we've said before. What did we say? How can we make some unhappy people happy? And we're just connecting up the dots and offering, something, offering a solution to make someone happier and then just making a living out of it. And there's, there's so much out there. But yeah but obviously in the we're talking in the context of um in starting up a, co or a fitness business coaching business or whatever you know but like you say same thing applies doesn't it get people through get people through the door with that low barrier offer not putting prices there when you're starting out not putting that as a barrier and yeah once you snowball it, it it'll just take off that's it. Like, and that, that's a, bit of a good thing to end on. Like is when you're starting out, like if you like him as an example, where 
he's not really money pressured. He doesn't need X amount a month to pay his mortgage or whatever, right? Should stop worrying about money and stop obsessing about money and get obsessing about providing solutions to people and just making them happier and make more people happy and provide more solutions to more people. And the money is just going to take care of itself. It's just going to catch up and it's just going to get to the point where, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, get some systems in place. Get some work out, work out a, few, a price point. Work out a premium price point that 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 he has. Maybe I don't know with like one to ones in there or whatever. Work out like a middle thing where they come to like say a group or they may have one one to one or a technical session or whatever, and then have like something at the you know like say your MST bot without thinking about it. Right, your 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 thing in your head wasn't oh can I how can I earn another fucking six hundred pound a month quickly, twenty thirty people at twenty pound a month. It was actually fucking hell. There's there's loads of people out there missing out on my service who I could be making happy just because they can't can't afford they can't afford what I'm what I'm charging and you can't afford to drop your price anymore because you you're so busy with your time. So what can you what can you do like? And that's what you've done, and that's what, um, that that's what that's what what you need what you need, what you needs to do get that kind of low barrier offer in place, and then um, these people who these people who are semi interested, if they're semi interested, fucking get on them and get them through the door. Don't worry about money. Give them a free week. Give them a free fortnight. Summer. Fucking out. Don't matter. Yeah. Just oh. get them in. Just get get them in. Like a free week is great. Yeah, because if, if someone gets a free week, if they turn up for, if they turn up more than once, that they're in, pretty much, in my opinion. Yeah, de- definitely. For, get them in for a free week. Don't even mention any money. Like you don't even want money. Think getting it. And this isn't like, as you can probably tell by my voice, I'm like getting fucking ranting a bit. But like, put a lot of people, who was kind of. This this is one that here that pisses me off. Um, oh, I don't want to charge too much. I don't want to. Um, what's the word? I don't want to rip people off. I don't want to rip people off. That just means you got a shit product. Exactly. It? That that is nothing to do with that is nothing to do with the the what you were charging. It's because you're under delivering. That is that is what that is that is why. There's one. Did you see the, that one on Starting Strongman the other day, Shane? It was I about, fucking put a story up. I deleted it actually because it was pissing me off about uh, Andrew Clayton's. It, yeah, I commented on it. I commented on it. I, I didn't see what you put, by the way. But I, I didn't. Um, I put it on my Insta story. It was something. And I removed it five minutes later because I was like, I can't be asked. <laughs> basically, basically, a guy had put on face put on in, put on their Facebook posts on starting strongman. <clears throat> so and so, so and so is charging two hundred and forty nine dollars a month for a pro- coaching program. Um, is it worth it? Question mark. Yeah, and then uh, loads of pe- loads of people are fucking messaging saying, "Oh, I charge less. I charge less. Oh, it's a rip off or whatever." Fuck. I just. I, yeah, no, I, I, I was. I was so offended and upset, and I just put like, "What? Why don't you try it and find out?" Yeah, I, I, that's what I said on Instagram. I was like, "I feel embarrassed for the ten people that were trying to poach this one client 
by going, I charge 50 a month and you get this, 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 and this, and I charge this and I charge that. And I'm like, well, what does it like, you know, like, you know, this guy might, his business model might be that he wants five clients and he wants to just give loads to five clients, which is a valid business model. You know what I mean? It's that the people that are paying that will be getting more than someone who, well, they should be anyway, is what I was trying to get out there, than someone who's got 50 clients at 50 pound a month because the, exactly. the times just spread completely different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like my, 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 my opinion is the, the only way is, is, is to, tr to try it. Yeah, like, you can't speculate. Like I, I the reason I embarrassed. What, what, what did you say? I saw you'd taken your post out. What, what, what had you, what had been, what had you said? What had you said on your story? I just thought it was fucking embarrassing, and I was like, "It's a guy's business. You shouldn't be discussing his income, what he charges, what he does on a public, like post. Like, and people were commenting like, because he didn't mention the coach's name." And people are commenting like, who is it? Oh, it's, it's you know, about Andrew Clayton. Uh, th this is his coach. And they were linking it and stuff. And they were like, um, you know, it, it, I felt like it was bitchy about his, what he was trying to do as a business. And and I was by like, the way, can I just chip in there, right? And it, you can't, I agree with you. You can't like pass, pass opinion on that. In my, I, I don't think you can fucking pass opinion on that when you are merely speculating. Like it wasn't yeah, like exactly. people, no one, it wasn't no like people paying. saying, "Oh fucking hell, I've been paying for the last six months, whatever," uh, and he's been a, it's been a rip off because of da 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 da. It was actually just fucking speculating, wasn't it? It was like oh, that. Yeah, seems if it was, if people had said I paid it and it's the same service as fifty quid coaching, then I would understand it. But it wasn't. It was somebody asking for something and then people chipping in saying, "No." he shouldn't be charging that it's a ripoff. Well, you don't know what he's doing for it. You know, you don't, you don't have any idea. And then there was people like well-respected coaches, like fucking Paul Smith and people chiming in like, Oh, hire me. I charge half that. And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter what you charge. It's like irrelevant. Like it's, the question is to do with this guy's service. And if he's providing the right amount of service for what he's charging. Then it's yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like it's like comparing, like say, say a McDonald's to like a premium. I don't know. I don't know any fucking premium restaurants because I don't fucking go to places. <laughs> I know. Um, I, was, I was trying to think that, but 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 which is better? And some people would say, oh well, fucking the premium restaurant. Well, well, no, McDonald's. Even though you can go get a ninety-nine piece cheeseburger, like it. It's a it's a multinational like it's a fucking amazing business. And yeah, what I was trying to get at was they both work. Exactly, they both like, they both can be fantastic. Yeah. Like you go you go and pay ninety nine p for a cheeseburger, and then you could go and pay fifty pound for a burger, fancy steak or whatever. At a, and some some and, clients and the, and the, don't want that hands on fucking hand holding coaching that I would expect you get from two hundred and fifty dollars a month. So some people would say, I would never pay that because they're not actually even going to utilize the tools that are there. I've got clients now that I'll speak to some people near enough every day and give them feedback all the time. And I have other clients that are just happy to crack on. You know, they don't ask, they don't want to be bothered. I'll give them some feedback here and there when I notice something, but they don't actively seek it, so to speak. And that's where in my opinion, that service comes in is if, if someone really wants some hands-on, like for example, say they train on their own and they don't have anyone giving them any feedback or anyone to bounce off, 
they might need that person that they can just text at a moment's notice and get some feedback. And that's the kind of service I would expect for that money. Whereas if someone pays 50, 60 quid, I wouldn't expect that coach to reply within an hour. You know, I would maybe say you might have a scheduled time where he replies at night or something. Um, and again, that's just different levels of service. Both are great and both will work for different people. Completely agree with that, mate. Anyway, um, yeah, so I went off on one on that post. I just found it. I just found it a bit embarrassing to be honest with you. I was just like, what, what did you say? What did you say on the thing then that you took down? I like, I genuinely well, didn't see it. I just said some advice to coaches is that you don't have to like because some some coaches do live on that page, you know, and they reply to every fucking question and every fucking you know they try and build their coaching brand through starting strongman. And I said, I think it's full of fucking retards and that you should stay away from it rather than hang around it, is what I said. And that thread proved it to me. I unfollowed him. I was like, I'm sorry, Kale. I like Kale, go back, way, go way back with Kale. But the fact he didn't delete that thread, he actually commented on it, advertising his own coaching services, made me just fucking facepalm. He was like, that's too much, that. Uh, sign up to starting Strongman Coaching, $20 a month. I was like, fucking hell. I was like, what are you on about? Slating some man's business for no reason. I was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And, uh, and by the way, like, well, let, let's, uh, pl- let's finish off with plugging Andrew Clayton. Give him a... Give him a bit of a, a background. Like, I've followed him for ages. Running, running strong, man. He's fucking class, isn't he? Yeah, f- yeah f- follow him. So, what is it? What's the Insta tag? At running strongman. Running strongman, yeah. At running strongman. So, yeah. he's like, he w- w- what did he do? W- won 105 Worlds the other year, didn't he? OSG World. 105 Worlds. He's competed on Open. his knee out at the doing a world record axle. I don't know yeah. where he's up to this rehab. I've not been. And that was a Giants Live American Open, wasn't it? I think. It was, Open. yeah. Open. So, like, he's somebody that's math like. It'd be great if you um, wanted to look, know about how you can manipulate your weight. Um, he, he, and he puts a lot of free little template programs out there for things that people don't do that I like. Like he puts up um, free stone loading programs and stuff. People don't often, you know, they always do dead or log. You know what I mean? He's like, build your transitions between stones, you know, because he, he knows the finer details of Strongman that adds up to points, which is, he's a good coach. I like him. And, uh, and he, he, He's open-minded in terms of like he's he's competed at top level of strongman, but whilst running marathons and stuff, aren't he as well? Whilst yeah, I'm not sure the exact thing, but I know he did like a strongman comp and then run a marathon at the same weekend or something. But anyway, check him out. Actually, check him out. But um, I think he's very good. Yeah, you can get ripped off by him apparently if you want to pay him some money. <laughs> Right, anyway, yeah, so we'll call it a day there. Nice one. Oh, fucking hell, Shane. We've done it again, haven't we? 20, 30 minutes, we said. Yeah, and it's been a fucking hour and a half, isn't it? Oh, God. Right, I'll see you in a bit, mate. See you, mate. Thanks.